Welcome to the Leading for Impact podcast, where we spotlight influential leaders in the nation's second largest school district, LA Unified. I am Sofia Mendoza, director of the LA Unified Instructional Technology Initiative from the Division of Instruction. Together, co-hosts Jamie Galgana and Francisco Canche bring you the voices of leading experts and practitioners who are making a positive impact on teaching and learning in their communities for all learners and families. Speaking of influential leaders and leading experts, today we have the pleasure of learning from LA Unified's very own Ms. Frances Baez. She has been an educator in LA Unified for over 26 years, and during that time, she has served in multiple capacities, from elementary school leader to superintendent. Ms. Baez is also an LA Unified alum and graduate. Some of the schools that she attended as a scholar include 20th Street Elementary, San Pedro Elementary, Paul Revere Junior High, and Palisades High School. She earned her undergraduate degree at UCLA, teaching credential, and master's degree in education administration at Cal State University. And she is in the process of completing her PhD in urban leadership at Claremont Graduate University. Currently, as the superintendent of Local District Central, home of the champions, Ms. Baez supports over 150 schools. Most notable is that she leads with a social justice lens and makes resource decisions based on equity. As a leader, she has paved the way for women in leadership. In her role as the past president of the Association of California School Administrators, Region 16, she has mentored the next generation of aspiring and current administrators. Her impact and influence is also far-reaching. As a fellow for the National Institute for Latino School Leaders of Unidos U.S., where her collaborative research informs policy for English learners at the state and national levels. Well, I am inspired to hear and learn directly from Ms. Frances Baez, Local District Central Superintendent. And I know you are too. Without further ado, I would like to welcome Ms. Frances Baez to the Leading with Impact podcast. Welcome. Oh, thank you so much. It is such a pleasure to be with all of you today. Thank you for leading this effort. I am humbled. It thrills me to be here with everybody today. Once again, thank you for joining us today, Ms. Bias. If you don't mind, let's go ahead and jump right in. The title of our podcast is Leading for Impact, where we get to hear from leaders like you who are making an impact on teaching and learning. Can you tell us a bit about who you are and how you've made an impact in the field of education? Absolutely. It all began as a student in LA Unified. It was a moment when I had to decide which junior high school and high school to attend. That was with my twin. At the time in the community that I was raised in, it was just not feasible to attend my neighborhood school. I attended elementary school also in, in Boyle Heights at Bridge Street Elementary School. And so we, we participated in the permit with transportation program. So my twin sister and I made our way to Brentwood to attend Paul Revere and Palisades. And there were some clear differences in socioeconomic backgrounds. 
and also clear differences in the kind of learning experiences that students had there at those schools. So I quickly understood the differences. I embraced all that I learned. I embraced being in those school communities, but I understood that there were differences and the differences were in the schools that were in our neighborhoods. And so it was that that inspired me to offer our students the best um, that we could to prepare them to be competitive, to prepare them to, to be successful and to achieve their goals, whatever those goals may be, whether it's college or career, vocational ed, that they have the opportunity to achieve those goals. So given that I understood those differences, it was as a teacher that I really strive to help our students. For example, I planned field trips to UCLA so that they could also see the campus and go through the lecture halls so that they can be inspired as early as nine or 10 of age. So throughout my educational career, I just made it a point for our students to see beyond their local community. So that is what has inspired me. I began teaching at Hillside Elementary School, and that is in Lincoln Heights. And I remember embracing that college-going culture and having those college-going days. And this was in the early 90s when that still was not a practice. And so having our students think and believe that they could go to college was really important for me. So that's something that I've done throughout my career, throughout my years in LA Unified. And I can elaborate about the roles I've had, but I think that is the essence of what brings me to today as a local district superintendent is ensuring that our students have a quality education in their neighborhood school. Because I think that is a social justice priority that our students should have what they need in their community so that they can thrive and participate locally, globally, and in, in anywhere they want to go, they can, they can participate and, and have access. Wow. Thank you so much for sharing that. I love that as a teacher, you would take your students to UCLA, uh, go Bruins. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, so from that past, um, really kind of bringing the college culture to the schools that you work in and making sure that quality education is in every neighborhood school. Um, my question is how that lends itself to what you're currently working on as you lead for impact in your role as the superintendent of Local District Central. Right. So we have three themes in Local District Central that I coined the home of the champions. Uh, that is done to inspire a champion mentality. And what I mean by champion mentality is that I want us all to perform at the highest levels and to provide our families the very best of us and that we will provide champion quality education. And so our themes are uh, transformation, they are equity and innovation. And so with those three themes, my goal is to inspire that innovation and that transformation in our campuses. So um, Roberto Martinez brought Local District Central to Lantern. And so once he founded that, when I arrived, um, I think they were in the moving stages. So I've made this home. So under my leadership, I've been able to make this home and really model transformation through repurposing the classrooms and creating labs, labs for um, what we imagine our classrooms to be. So there is a ninth grade English class. There is a, a third grade class. There is a special ed learning center and I have a high school math class. So four labs here in Lanterman that are models for our classroom teachers to see what transformation looks like and the transformation that is relevant to students today. We promote the mirrors and windows uh, for our students so that we provide curriculum and experiences for students that are identity affirming, 
that provide students real world application, but they're application that make connections to themselves and their lives to engage them and have a sense of belonging. So there's elements in those classrooms that represent a feature of a classroom ecology. We're transforming the classroom ecology that is led by a warm demand. Those are the terms that we use in local district central. So we're transforming the classroom ecology to bare walls, you know, single rows facing the front to classrooms where there's flexible seating, where there's muted colors, where there are many learning centers throughout the school to engage our students. And the curriculum is at grade level. The learning experiences are at grade level. They're based on standards and they're thematic and they're project-based. And so we have those labs in our classrooms to try to promote that. Um, And the piece about the warm demander, what we know from the research is the warm demander is one that has high expectations, but leads with empathy. And I wanna emphasize empathy because it's not sympathy. And so that goes back to my roots as a student. In, at Palisades High School, I had an English teacher. She was a, a very, very famous teacher. Her name is Mama G, Miss Gilbert. And she had high expectations for me, and she never felt sorry for me. So she kept the bar high. So if all the students there at Palisades were getting these assignments of writing 30-page papers and reading 30 books, 30 novels in one semester, I was going to get that same treatment. I was going to, the expectation was the same for me. And so what was interesting about her is that She also grew up in Boyle Heights, but she grew up in the Jewish Boyle Heights. And I was growing up in the Latino Boyle Heights. So those were the intersections there. But just knowing that her high expectations and her empathy helped me. And if had she felt sympathy because I was raised by a single parent or I lived in the neighborhood I did or had the income, my experience would have been different. And so in our classrooms, I want to make sure that our students get our grade level learning, get those experiences but that they feel that they're loved and nurtured and that they have a sense of belonging. And so these classroom labs do just that. And so I partnered with someone called Joyful Disruption. They're two professors from Claremont Graduate University who've come together to do this work as a consultancy. And their work is based on theory and everything we know about social justice, about critical pedagogy, about the history of subtractive nature of schooling and what many of our students went through. These were the same things in place in school when I was in elementary school and in ready to go on to junior and high school. It was just not right at the time. But now today, many of my family members have gone to the schools I couldn't go to. They've gone to Hollenbeck. They've gone to Roosevelt. They've been successful and graduated. So that is transformation. And having experienced that, I know that, that it's our job now today to challenge the systems that interfere with that ability to access and to gain that grade level standard, to help our students you know, have claims, to argue, to come up with evidence, to challenge one another, to have conversations about what's possible, and then have them just explore and freedom dream. And so these four labs are those models and examples. So it's an intersection of theory and practice that I'm trying to bring to life for our teachers to make it tangible. And teachers have expressed an appreciation for this because they actually feel like now they get to do something they've always wanted to do. So there's been something along the way that we've done as school leaders that have caused them to feel like they couldn't do what they're doing now, that they have the liberty and the license to lead in this way, to provide students that learning that's challenging, but that students can feel that they can succeed in these environments. So that's what I'm bringing to local district central home of the champions. And there are community of school administrators have embraced it. They're doing their own workshops and sessions as well. And they're giving out 
grants to schools as well to transform their classroom spaces and bring that to life as well. So that's just a little hint of what we're doing. There's much more to it, but I think that is probably the signature practice that can distinguish local district central from other local districts. Well, I know Ms. Baez that you are an active local district soup. I know you really like to visit your schools because I recall seeing you as a featured speaker uh, during the Garvanza's Elementary Digit Week Showcase in October. So, uh, you know, from on behalf of our department, thank you for always supporting the practitioner schools. And I love the praxis that you're putting into place, right? The practice of, of theory and bringing it into practice. I know you shared a little bit of what the future looks like for LD Central, which is fantastic. But looking further ahead, what type of impact do you see at the district level as a whole? And what would you like to share with other educational leaders? Yeah. You know, I really appreciate the question and the connection to digital citizenship and the, the event at Garvanza. I've been to a Garvanza a couple of times. And the connection that I want to make is years back, I was in conversation with Sophia Mendoza. I wanted to bring computer science to life. And this was before the pandemic. And so we really sped through that computer science initiative really quickly. So everything I was learning from the practitioner schools at the time and visiting schools, I was the administrator of instruction in local district East at the time and visiting MACES and looking at their digital citizenship work inspired me for what the possibilities were. But when the pandemic hit, we just really sped right into it. What I was able to glean from this pandemic was we began to apply what we learned from the practitioner schools and everything that this unit was leading. And so I remember that local district East was assigned the task of creating the curriculum for the Fender Music Program. So I used some of the tools that we were already applying with Schoology, um, all of our Google Slides, uh, our instructional team came up with dynamic engaging lessons. And so that really has taken off. So we combined a partnership with Fender Music plus this curriculum that was inspired by computer science, digital citizenship, and also our standards and all that, that we were connecting to music. Once we had that Fender program in local district central, I launched nine um, courses this past summer, and the courses had to do with um, cultural heritage. So we launched a Pan-African, uh, Salvadorian, Mexican, Korean, um, Chinese, Armenian. There were a couple more courses that we created based on the same premise, that students across the district can all enroll in a program of interest. And this was all done because of Zoom, it was done because we had the nuts and bolts with Schoology, it was because we knew how to use discovery education, we pulled all the digital tools together to really help our students have those you know, engaging field trips to their countries so they could go to El Salvador, they could go to Armenia, and at the same time learn about the culture and the heritage of their community. This of course is aligned to our goal of mirrors and windows where students have access to curriculum and experiences that are identity affirming. And so those courses you know, were accessed by many students in LA Unified, and we will continue to do that. So the other piece that I want to connect with technology and this experience is that in January of 2021, Local District Central launched the Student Voice and Empowerment Unit. And that was done to support social emotional wellness, giving our students a sense of belonging, identity, connection. They planned a conference in the spring of 2021. And these were a group of students that were ranged from elementary to high school. And we came together on a regular basis, once to two times a month to plan a conference. And what this did, it created a sense of community. And this group is now continuing to meet. 
And so that was done once again because of technology, digital citizenship, and all that we've learned in ITI, bringing it to life, we're bringing students from different campuses and local district central together, and students presented their own workshops. So one was about fiscal responsibility. So we had high school students who felt really good about that. We matched a student at Marshall High School with a student at West Adams High School that would have never met before, and they did their own workshops. So it was a great way to bring students from different places together into one location. So that's a student voice. The additional classroom that we have here at Lantern is their room. It's the student voice and empowerment unit that has a drone technology, the green screen for them to create their own podcasts. So that's the future. They will then create their own podcasts either virtually or they could come here and do their own videos. So that's what's to come. Another thing that we did do when we were trying to raise awareness about vaccination was having our students create videos. So there were lots of videos throughout social media and on our LAUSD webpage that showed the students' talent, their way of coming up with their own slogans, their own you know, marketing strategy or advertisement for vaccine to raise you know, vaccine participation for students who are eligible. So where I wanted to go three years ago, it just happened so quickly in a matter of two years. And we were really slow in embracing technology the way we have now. And now it's just so essential, an essential part of the way we stay connected as community and learn. Garvanza Elementary School in particular, you know, they continue to advance in the practitioner schools. And my goal there is for her to model for other schools that are up and coming to bring them up to speed into those areas. I see students coding. I see them creating games and applications at Garvanza. And that's something I would really like to scale up in the future for all of our schools in local district central. I wish they could all be practitioner schools. I've always said that to Sophia, but just wish that we could clone the ITI and just have you all be in every single community of school. And while that's not possible, there are models and Garvance is one that we are very proud of in local district central. That is so excellent. Yes, I did see you at that CS Ed Week showcase too, checking out some of those scratch projects. So it was nice to see you there. Your initiatives around transformation, equity, and innovation has really created waves in local district central and the greater district. So as we wrap up, might there be any final thoughts for our listeners around leading for impact that you'd like to share? Yeah, I've constantly been reflecting on how I want to, you know, carry out my leadership the next six years as I start, you know, uh, landing my airplane here uh, after many years in, in LA Unified. And I really want to invest time in building leadership and mentorship at all levels, elementary, middle, and high school, to establish a sort of mentorship for students to guide them in the transitions in their educational journey from elementary to the primary grades, upper grades to middle school to high school. But I also want to do the same for those up and coming educators. So a teacher's assistant, a campus aide, a secretary, a plant manager, anyone who wants to pursue greater leadership roles, I want to help them and support them in that because when leaders in the community are empowered, it empowers the school community, the neighborhood the students, everyone around them. So I really want to invest in leadership development and also in mentorship at all levels, from all the levels I just mentioned, but also those that want to become principals and those that want to continue to advance and also help people see that leadership expands outside of LA Unified. 
my role in the Association of California School Administrators, for example. Now I've taken on a role as a superintendent representative representing Region 16 at the state level when I mentioned about being part of the Unidos US and other outside organizations. It's important for us to demonstrate leadership outside because then we network in the others and bring other ideas to LA Unified. Now, LA Unified is at the forefront of many initiatives, but it's always good to see how someone in a small community does it too, because it just brings them up a more practical approach to things. And so I just feel like for the remaining years, I want to build leadership and mentorship and help people be transformers. I think the past few years, we've become managers and our roles have evolved and changed. Not evolved. I just think that they've morphed into something different because of the circumstances we've been in. But I want us to think about ourselves as transformers, not managers, and not one that's duplicating the PowerPoint slide, but you're creating the PowerPoint slide. I want people to transform their communities. I want them to tell their stories of transformation, because when people tell their stories of transformation, they're also telling the story to the public that we are worthy of teaching their students and their children that we are a educational institution that is the institution of choice. LA Unified, Local District Central, we are the district of choice because we transform and we have a story to tell about transformation and we have lives that we have touched. And so I want the remaining years here for people to tell their story of transformation. I've interviewed many, many candidates for principal. I think 98% of them at this point and we have a lot of new principals. And I have to tell you that the space that we're in has put people in a place where they talk about their experiences as, you know, I helped with the grab and go, I helped with the vaccine, I helped with the testing, I helped with the daily pass, but I want people to tell me how they transformed an educational program for students. We were managing, but we couldn't just be managing. We need to be innovating and we need to be transforming because there's people out there who are already figuring out how to access the vaccine. My job is not just to replicate the PowerPoint. My, my job is to make sure that we're innovating and transforming. So my message to, to educators is just be inspired by innovation and transformation because that's what's gonna help our district innovate and transform. Ms. Baez, that was beautifully said. First of all, I wanna say thank you for sharing your story with us. And you shared it from the beginning to where it is now and, and to where you see in the future. So thank you for that. I also wanna say thank you for supporting students and using technology uh, critically and creatively for uh, social and economic empowerment. We really appreciate you wanting to make that impact in the community. It has been a pleasure having you on this podcast. We really appreciate you taking the time to share with our listeners your story and how you lead for impact. So thank you. Thank you. It's been a pleasure joining everybody today. Continue finding those transformers who have been making impact. Thank you. Thank you to all of you. This wraps up an inspirational episode with Ms. Frances Baez, Superintendent of Local District Central, home of the champions. Thank you all for tuning in and we will see you on next month's episode of the Leading for Impact podcast brought to you by the LA Unified Division of Instruction, Instructional Technology Initiative 2022.